0: Welcome to True Crime Garage, wherever you are, whatever you are doing, thanks for listening. I'm your host, Nick, and with me, as always, is a man that when you need the fire, he feeds the flame. Here is the captain.
1: We didn't start the fire, but it's always been burning as the world's been turning. It's good to see you and good to be seen. Thanks for listening. Thanks for telling a friend.
0: This week, we are very excited to be featuring Ghost Bridge Imperial Stout by the fabulous brewers over at Singing River Brewing Company. This is a rich imperial stout with intense flavor, a fruity nose with aromas of black currant, prune, and coffee. Garage grade four and a quarter bottle caps out of five. And let's give some praise and thank you to those that helped us out with this week's beer fun.
1: First up, we have Jen in Cleveland, Ohio.
0: And very quickly, from first to last, Captain, we have a double cheers going out to Derek and Dustin in Amarillo, Texas. Everybody we just mentioned, they went to TrueCrimeGarage.com, helped us out with this week's beer fund. Check out the website. Check out the store page.
1: Yeah, B-W-E-R-U-N, beer run. And all week, we're just going to continue with it. Beer me 20 for 20% off in the store so just go there order whatever you want put in the promo code beer me 20 for 20 off get something in return get you some and support the show in the process and colonel that's enough of the
0: business all right everybody gather around grab a chair grab a beer let's talk some true crime Most of this is from our friends over at thecharlieproject.org. Bryce David Laspisa was last seen in Castaic, California on August 30th, 2013. He was attending Sierra College in Northern California and was driving home to visit his family in Laguna Nguil, California at the time of his disappearance. He called his mother at 2 a.m., saying he was too tired to drive, and was going to stop his car and sleep. He said he'd call her when he woke up. Priceless Pieces' beige 2003 Toyota Highlander was found abandoned in a ravine off of Lake Hughes Road near Castaic Lake a few hours later. Lying on its side, the rear window smashed, his cellular phone, wallet, laptop, computer, and other belongings were still inside the vehicle. But there was no sign of him. An extensive search of the area turned up no clues. Bryceless Pisa is a Caucasian male with red hair and green eyes. He has a tattoo of a Taurus bullhead and his birthday and Roman numerals on his upper left arm. His ears are pierced. Bryce is 5 feet 11 inches tall and was approximately 170 pounds. He was last seen wearing a blue and white checkered shirt, white cargo shorts, and size 12 red and white Nike tennis shoes. Bryce's loved ones stated he was unfamiliar with the area he disappeared from. They also say Bryce didn't hitchhike and did not enjoy outdoor pursuits. He was 19 years of age at the time of his disappearance. He has never been heard from since. Today, Bryce would be 28 years old. He is considered to be missing and endangered. His case remains unsolved. This is True Crime Garage. Bryce David Pisa was born April 30th, 1994 in Springfield, Illinois. His parents are Michael and Karen Lespisa. Bryce is described as bright, easygoing, and extremely charismatic. When he was little, he went to Kingsley Elementary and then on to Lincoln Junior High. Then in high school, Bryce was a good student. Getting good grades was not difficult for him. He was quite the talented artist as well. This was well known. He was into and was very talented at painting and had an eye for photography. High school friends described Bryce as happy and a funny guy who would light up a room when he walked in. His talents were not limited to the art world. In high school, Bryce was an athlete as well, playing baseball and football for the Napierville Central High Red Hawks. He graduated from Naperville Central High in 2012. Soon after Bryce graduated from high school, his parents retired from their jobs and they moved. They moved from Illinois down to Laguna Nguil, which is in Orange County, California. So Bryce and his parents, Michael and Karen Laspisa, they make this big move, right? This is not just moving far away. After high school, after retiring. This is moving two thousand miles away. Take me down to the Paradise City. After the move to another state, Bryce figures out his plans for college. He went off to Sierra College in Rockland, California. Now this is another long distance move for Bryce for the school year. This is a lot of things happening very quickly, right? He graduates high school, then he moves to another state, to California. And then once he's in California, California, one of the biggest states in our greatest of nations, he moves a considerable distance away from his parents to go to school. So this is another long-distance move for Bryce so he can attend school. Sierra College is about a seven-hour drive away from his parents' place. Laguna de Goyle is in Southern California, south of L.A., Then 465 miles way up north, Sierra College is north of Sacramento. So you can kind of picture where everything is there. At Sierra College, Bryce was majoring in graphic and industrial design. With his gift as an artist, he had already had an impressive portfolio at this young age. Now, this week's case, as you heard in the trailer, is a missing persons case. Briceless Pisa goes missing on August 30th, 2013. Last week made it nine years since his incredibly mysterious disappearance. And for those of you that have not heard about this case, I think you will agree with us that events leading up to his disappearance are just that, incredibly mysterious. And I'm not trying to be funny
1: about this, but I I think – everybody that goes missing or somebody that's murdered, they all light up the room. I've never met somebody that I actually thought lit up the room. And to get a better picture of these individuals, it would be nice if, if it was, like, mandatory. Well, give us three negative things about this individual. So when I go missing or I get murdered, I want you to cover the case, and then I want you to team up with the ladies from Morbid and cover it again. And, and I'll give you a list of three negative things. I'm sure you can come up with them on your own, but uh, I'll, I'll put some three negative things so we get a better picture of who these individuals actually were.
0: Or squash all inspiration to actually find the individual. So <laughs> after he completes high school, he's going to go off to college, right? Normal stuff here so far, except for, to me, I think the the long distance moving two times in a row A little abnormal.
1: Yeah, but when you're 18, you think you're an, an adult. And now when you look back on it, it's like, man, I was so young at 18.
0: So Bryce goes missing in the second half of 2013. He's done with high school in 2012. So he gets in a full year at college, completing his freshman year before his disappearance. Now, during that freshman year, Bryce, regardless of not being from the area, really manages to fit in almost immediately. And he made plenty of new friends and adjusted to California with no problems, by all reports. At school, he was very much the typical teenager. He was eager to learn. Freshman year, he had average grades. And as many do, he dabbled with a little marijuana and alcohol, per his friends. The first year in college went real easy for him, according to his parents. Now, as it is with most missing persons cases, and so it is true with Bryce's case as well, the timeline is so very important to these cases. So we will spend the majority of the time dissecting that timeline and the known events of that timeline.
1: Before we dive into that timeline, there's a couple of things that we probably should go over first.
0: Yes, before we get into the timeline, I think we need to cover a couple of things And introduce some of the important people that we will find in our timeline. First, we have Sean Dixon. Sean is Bryce's best friend and roommate at the time of his disappearance. Also during Bryce's freshman year, he started dating another student. Her name is Kim Sly. Now, Kim Sly is actually a student at another college because Kim lives about 90 miles north from Bryce's apartment. So let's hone in on the distance between these things here real quick. Right? Right. If we go to the Southern, the very Southern part of the state of California, that's where we're going to find Bryce's parents. That's where they lived. That's where they moved to with Bryce after retirement, after Bryce finished high school, Bryce decides to go to community college, Sierra college, which is roughly a seven- to eight-hour drive north of his parents' place, still in the great state of California. Yeah, it's a community college, but
1: it's just not in his community.
0: That's right. He's starting his own community. And then north of him, 90 miles north of him, is where his girlfriend Kim Sly lives.
1: And I'm just guessing that they met through the Internet or something, and that's why we see a lot more long-term Distant relationships.
0: Probably that book with all the faces on it. hmm Bryce's vehicle at the time of his disappearance was a 2003 beige Toyota Highlander, which is an SUV-type vehicle. This was given to him from his parents for him to use I don't know if it was officially signed over to him. It doesn't sound like it was. It sounds like it was still in his parents' name. Yeah. So I don't know if it was technically his or if he was allowed to use it for his time in college. Now, Bryce goes missing rather quickly into the start of what was to be his sophomore year at college. Bryce came home for the summer break leading up to that point. He was staying at his parents' house for the summer break. Now, it's reported that he was very close to his parents, especially his mother, and all reports state that Bryce seemed happy to be spending the summer with them.
1: Well, it seemed like they were helping him out with college, but also were great parents to go, hey, we're going to help you have a vehicle as well.
0: He spent part of that summer break taking an English class at a local college, so local to where his parents were living, right? to get a jumpstart on his credits needed for his degree. Do you
1: know if he had a summertime job?
0: That's interesting. I do not know if he had a summertime job. It seems like he spent that summer, not just living with his parents, but attending this English class that was local and hanging out with a lot of his local friends as one would do when you come home and you hope that the others come home for the summer break as well.
1: Well, it seemed like half my college friends would have maybe just summertime jobs no jobs during the school year, so they could save up a bunch of money to have some run money during the school year. And some of my friends were really lucky because their parents were like, look, your job is school. So if Bryce came home and he was going to spend the summer with his parents, maybe they said to him, hey, as long as you're taking one class, then that's still your job and you don't need to get a job.
0: Well, and not that this will answer your question at all, Captain, but it does fill in some of the blanks. So as far as Bryce goes, the vehicle he's driving provided by his parents, his car insurance for that vehicle provided by mom and dad, his cell phone provided by mom and dad. Right. So these things are things that we know. I didn't find any mention of a summertime job or even a job that he had worked his freshman year.
1: Seems like I'm leaning towards the idea that they're, they're the type of parents that are saying college is your job come back for the summer. I mean, that's look, that's still a very productive student. I'm going to come home for the summer. I'm not going to take a break, a complete break. I'm going to sign up for another class.
0: Well, and the, here we start to see the interesting parts and pieces to this story. By all accounts, he's a great student, getting good grades, no problem. Freshman year, pretty easy. He's fitting in. He's making friends, getting decent grades, the friends, of course, say, hey, he's partying a little bit, smoking a little weed, drinking a little bit. Typical college behavior. Yeah, that's not
1: abnormal at all. Right. Exactly. It's probably more abnormal not to be doing those things.
0: It's when school starts up again that we're going to see the these stories and the conflicting opinions of Bryce and what he was up to and his behaviors changed drastically Mm -hmm. so the fall semester for that year for 2013 started on august 27th 2013 but by this point bryce has actually been on campus for a period of time reports generally say that bryce was back at school approximately two weeks before classes started which makes a lot of sense when we start to get into some of these other items And what I mean by other items is it's reports from his friends of, of Bryce's behaviors and actions leading up to his disappearance. Right. So the classes began at Sierra college on Tuesday, August 27th, 2013 on that day, Bryce attended his classes as scheduled. Bryce takes a speech class and a web design class that day. Now he calls his mother, Karen that evening and tells her how much he enjoyed the two classes. His mom said that he was pretty upbeat on the phone and he seemed excited about the new school year. He seemed excited about his classes and the new semester.
1: And he's only taken those classes or it's just those are just the classes that were on that day.
0: That's the classes he took on that Tuesday. And he's reporting back to mom. Hey, school started. I'm kind of digging these new classes.
1: One, both those classes are actually somewhat fun classes. Unless you really hate speaking in public, then speech class 101 is not for you.
0: Sign me up for the bowling class. <laughs>
1: <laughs> bowling and beer.
0: Bryce's mother would later say that on the phone with her son that evening, Bryce sounded completely normal. And he did not say or sound like there was anything for a mother to be concerned about. Yeah. Of course, she's not thinking these things at the time. These are questions she's going to be asked later. And in fact, unfortunately, she's going to be asked these questions just days later. This, however, was not the opinion shared by Bryce's friends that are hanging out with him at school. His friends that see him daily, remember he's been there for a period of time before these classes started. They all say that he had not been acting like himself since he got back two weeks ago. They say as soon as he got back, they noticed some kind of change. And Bryce, he wasn't the Bryce from last year. They say he started drinking a lot. Now, Bryce, as we already mentioned, was a social drinker his freshman year, drinking occasionally with friends or at parties in the past. But the friends say that they noticed a significant increase in the amount of hard liquor consumption on Bryce's part. So not not beer. right? They specifically say he was drinking hard liquor and drinking a lot of hard liquor. Now, we should hone in on that just for a second here before we move off of it, because we got a lot of stuff to get to. But we need to keep in mind Bryce is 19 at this point in our timeline. And I don't know about the rest of the world. I can only speak to my own personal experiences. I like to drink when I was 18, 19. I think a lot of teenagers do. That's when they kind of start drinking. But And some would say that you like drinking more than most. My tolerance level was was not very high. Hard liquor was, was a tough thing for the colonel at 1819. Right. And I'm only pointing that out because some people that don't drink don't understand the significant difference between liquor and beer and when and how it can affect people.
1: I have a lot of friends that can't drink liquor because they, they get angry or they become like violent or they have had violent episodes or they get so depressed afterwards because it just hits you in, in such a different way. But let's, I want to be clear. This behavior is just when he gets back from school, his parents and his friends don't say anything about this behavior when he was back living with his parents
0: there's no mention of that when he's living with his parents that summer break. Now, again, we don't know because you kind of pointed out, we get this very rosy picture of Bryce and some of that's coming from his parents. And that could be 100% true. Or if he is doing these things, maybe it goes unnoticed when he's staying with his parents that summer break.
1: Well, yeah. And that, to be fair to them, there was a ton of, of stuff that I was doing that my parents weren't aware of.
0: Well, and what's interesting here, though, to me, is that the friends, the people that know him at the Sierra College campus area, they are saying they noticed this wasn't normal. This wasn't the Bryce from last year. Right? He wasn't consuming alcohol like this. And again, I don't think that I can stress it enough that I think there's a significant difference between beer and liquor here, especially at this Age of nineteen.
1: Well, and I completely agree with you and and this might be a dumb question, but his relationship's fine when he gets back to school, right? Yep. There's not a reason that he's gonna be drinking heavily and 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 drinking liquor instead of beer.
0: And this doesn't seem to be and I know we're kind of sticking on this point for maybe a little longer than people would like, Well, it's our
1: show. We'll do what we want.
0: But to me, this is like the, the kickoff point of Mm -hmm. where everything starts to go off the rails, right? This is the investigation right here, the timeline investigation. And it looks to me, he gets back to school for two weeks leading up to school. We're not, This is not described as like, oh, the whole campus was just party crazy. We were partying every night. Everybody was happy to be back. We're all a year older. That's not the story that we're getting. The story is that it's kind of a one-man party. He's partying by himself at times. He's hanging out with a lot of friends, yes, but he's also doing a lot of this consumption on a very small level, not a party level, more of a a by himself or one-on-one with another friend.
1: He was lighting up the room by himself.
0: His friends say that they were both confused and concerned about the change in Bryce's behavior. But when checking on their friend, asking him how he is, Bryce simply tells them that he is fine and that there is nothing going on with him. Everything is normal. while your subscription is active.
1: All right, we are back. Thanks for joining us. Cheers, everybody. Cheers to you, Colonel. Uh, Two guys that have been dimming the rooms for years.
0: Well, normally I will give a mildly excited tall cans in the air to everybody out there, but given the part in the place in the story and what we're talking about this week, I feel necessary. I feel that it's necessary to say, please drink responsibly. Yes. So now, of course, life is really a series of peaks and valleys for most of us, but pay close attention to this timeline because the events leading up to Bryce's disappearance, I think are I think are rather strange. And we can see that to be true with those statements we just went through. On one hand, we have mom who has a close relationship with her son who says everything was fine and normal. And then his friends say the exact opposite that Bryce's behavior gave them great concern and his alcohol consumption was concerning to them as well. Bryce's behaviors and actions to me, captain seem erratic already. I just said peaks and valleys. I couldn't help but notice how quickly we go from high points and everything is going great to incredibly low. And pay attention to this timeline. So on day two at Sierra College, this is now Wednesday, August 28, 2013, Bryce's friends say that they continue to notice that Bryce is not quite himself. And he, according to those at school who know him best, Bryce is acting strange and almost totally out of character. By this point in the timeline, things are already ramping up toward DEFCON 1, most severe level of high alert, or as we say in the garage, Captain, threat level midnight. This is because this is roughly when it becomes known that Bryce has apparently been up for approximately two to three days straight at this point. Nobody could narrow that down any better than two to three days, but what we can gain from that and gather from that is that he's been up for a significant period of time by this Wednesday. It's also revealed at this point, And some of these friends know this because I think they are doing some of these activities with Bryce, but Bryce was using Vivance, which is a drug. It's a prescription drug, but he's using it recreationally the thought is that he's using it to try to stay awake. And on top of ingesting this vivance, he's also consuming large quantities of hard liquor. This is when Bryce's roommate, Sean, calls Bryce's mother, Karen. He's so concerned about his friend and his roommate that he calls Bryce's mother, who is seven hours away.
1: Well, that's a big deal because if you're going to call, it's one thing to tell your buddies, hey, Bryce is acting a little strange. It's another thing to go, I got to get his mother's number or his father's number and say, hey, there's something wrong with Bryce. But then on the other side of things, the mom's going, what the hell? I just talked to him yesterday and he seemed to be all excited about school.
0: Yeah, this is, again, where the two paths start to go very different directions, in my opinion. And you just hit the nail on the head there, my friend. Can you imagine the level of concern leading up to this before calling his mother? Like, there's discussions between friend-to-friend discussions already, like, right, this dude's acting weird, he hasn't slept in days, he's drunk all the time, He's look, did you see what he's drinking, these pills he's taking? But
1: again, the the liquor... To me, yeah, it's strange, but people do it and people dab. And maybe he's like, hey, this year I'm going to be a liquor guy. I'm not going to be the beer guy. Maybe he doesn't like beer. But now you're mixing the hard liquor with prescription medication. And some of these pills that they have designed to keep you up and, and have you focus and, and, you know, like Adderall and all that stuff, you might as well be snorting cocaine and drinking hard liquor. Because that's the effect it has on your body.
0: Well, and I think that we should point out too, look, I have very, I don't know anything about Vivance other than what I found on the internet. And, Mm. but to me, that shows me the strength of this type of drug. When we talk about somebody who's been up for days and consuming large quantities of alcohol, those two things should make you drowsy separately, but together should make you incredibly drowsy. Should make you fall asleep, but he's not falling asleep, probably because of this Vivance.
1: Well, I can say from personal experience, I've been on prescription medication before. That once I had a drink and not not so much beer, but once I had like a shot of something, and, and I've never done crack, I've never done heroin, I've never. All I could explain to people is once I had that one shot all I could think about was having that next shot and that made no sense to me, but I was also on, you know, on this prescription pill and it was almost like they were feeding each other. Like the prescription pill, once I took that drink, made me want to just keep drinking, just keep going.
0: So Bryce's roommate, Sean calls his mother, Bryce's mother, Karen, because he's concerned about Bryce. Sean calls his mom, Karen. He's, Telling her of all the troubling changes in behavior with her son, tells her that Bryce has been up for two to three days, that he's drinking, and I'm a little I question this in, in our timeline a little bit because it's reported in some outlets that that Karen was made aware of the Vivance drug at this time, but then there's other reports that say that she was not aware of Vivance and not made aware by his friends. I, I don't know which, which side of the fence to fall on here, Captain. It, it, in the grand scheme of things, it's not, it may not be.
1: I don't think it's that big of a deal. Because also at that time period, maybe his friends didn't know exactly what he was taking.
0: And because there's not a doctor, well, a, a medical doctor anyway here in the garage, a quick internet search tells us that Vivance is an amphetamine-based narcotic, very potent stimulant. That the effect is similar to methamphetamine. Popular, it's a popular recreational drug for college students. It provides an energy boost that allows the user to stay up for hours without sleep. This is normally used to treat ADHD, which Bryce did not have or was not diagnosed with. Also, known, also the known side effects of Vyvanse include depression and mania. Okay, so now at this point, mom's been made aware from Sean, roommate, that something's going on with her son, and she's on the phone with Bryce at this point. Bryce tells his mother that he is going to break up with his girlfriend, Kim. Well, this is very surprising to mom because she thought, I imagine based off of what she's witnessed and what Bryce has told her, that he seemed to be very much in love with his girlfriend Kim but you know he
1: went back to school he had 2 weeks to think about things get his life in order before he starts sophomore year and then maybe he decided hey this year i want to focus on school and i don't want a dist- you know i care about her but that but maybe she's a distraction as far as his education is concerned
0: 90 miles away is difficult too especially at that age i would guess
1: yeah and i and i've had moments and i think we've all have had moments in time and especially the situation he's in because they're not playing boyfriend and girlfriend every day because she lives so far away so maybe his thought is like hey instead of this being something that preoccupies my time because this this drug that he's taking to me is not a drug that he's just taking to um just have a good time. It seems almost like when, when some of these students take Adderall and, and, and drugs like that, prescription medicine like that, they're, they're almost doing it for a purpose.
0: Well, I think he was doing, he may have been doing it for a good time. It's a little difficult to, to figure out first off, he's not very long into the school year. So I don't, he doesn't seem to be cramming for anything leading into day two of, of classes starting that fall semester, but there are reports and I don't know what friend this was or which friends these were, but there are reports that he was taking this vivance with other individuals who were staying up all night, drinking and playing video games and hanging out.
1: Well, and like you said, this drug has two side effects. Well, it has multiple side effects, but you're either going to go the depression route or you're going to go the manic route. To me, it seems like it's the manic route.
0: Well, and all these things can, this, this is a thing that scares me about pills and about hard drugs or anything like that. Whether you're getting them prescribed to you or off of the streets, they all affect everybody differently and can affect everybody differently. And some people quite differently. Now let's consider he's consuming large amounts of alcohol, not sleeping as well. That's a recipe for disaster, I think, for possibly anybody out there. This is very weird to me here, Captain, because we're going to have Karen, Bryce's mother, who later will say, yes, I was concerned when Sean called me and said that my son is behaving weird, that he's drinking a lot. But when I spoke to him on the phone, even though he tells me he's breaking up with his girlfriend, which was a surprise to me at the time, he sounded very normal. He sounded completely normal on the phone. That's her words. So maybe Bryce is able to fake it long enough to convince mom that he's okay, or maybe she just wasn't picking up what was actually going on.
1: Or maybe he's calling her at a time where he's just not drunk during that time period.
0: Right. He's on the phone with her because Sean called Karen at this point. So, I, yeah, I don't, we don't know exactly what's going on. She says he sounds normal before they get off the phone. Now we are still on August 28th, 2013. We do have a time frame for this next event. This takes place between one and 2 PM. This is when Bryce. So now he's, he's not around Sean who had already called his mother. Bryce texts his best friend, roommate, Sean. And the text says something to this effect, because I've seen several different versions of this. But the most consistent version is as follows. Bryce to Sean says, I love you, bro. Seriously, you are the best person I've ever met. You saved my soul. Sean texts back a few minutes later saying, I love you too, man. You have an amazing life full of love and blessings. Don't waste that.
1: Yeah, it's almost like you're texting your best friend to say, hey, thank you for calling my mom. You know, thanks for stepping in. Thanks for doing the right thing. Thanks for being my friend. Yeah, like a true friend. Because you know, somebody that's just your casual friend is not going to take the time to call your mother, because th- that that could sever a relationship.
0: You're you're exactly right. And I was when I first read that text, I thought, is th- is this like you know? Because there's a lot of there can be precursors to somebody doing something drastic in their life. There could be things that that are are signs and hints along the way that maybe something's not right with somebody. And one of those signs is, is saying goodbye, whether they're doing it consciously or subconsciously, right. they're saying goodbye to the people that mean the most to them. And when I first read this text, that's where my mind went. It's like, he's saying goodbye to his buddy, but you're absolutely right. Captain, given the timeline, that's why the timeline's so important Given the timeline, this takes place shortly after the call where Bryce is forced to talk to his mother. She's made aware that things are weird with Bryce. This is just a good friend reaching out to a good friend saying, we're okay. You didn't piss me off by calling my mom. You helped me out. You're you're looking out for me. We're good friends.
1: (laughs) That's so typical of Captain. I'm going to agree with myself and disagree because i also feel like your gut feeling shouldn't go it's not you know not valid like that should be in the in your back pocket
0: so rarely i agree with you that when i do you immediately change (laughs) your (laughs) opinion no no something must be wrong but but you're right though too on both levels because of the response right that sean gives back to bryce I love you too man. You have an amazing life full of bl- full of love and blessings. Don't waste that.
1: Yeah, but to me that's somebody that is concerned yes about suicide or concerned about somebody He's probably meaning don't waste it because you're drinking and taking these prescription pills. But you know it it also kind of sounds like somebody that's like don't don't do something stupid.
0: Don't do something dumb. And or don't continue this recklessness that you've been carrying on with the past few days. Right. Of course, after the fact, a lot of people are going to say that Bryce is exhibiting signs of suicidal tendencies. And they're basing this off of what is actual fact here. Later, we learn that on the same day, Bryce gives away some of his more expensive personal belongings he gives them to his best friend and roommate, Sean. He gives away his Xbox and diamond earrings. Remember, we said in the trailer that Bryce had pierced ears. So he's giving away two very expensive items. And also with the Xbox, it's been reported that he was an avid player. He, was, he, he actively played video games a lot of the time. Well, there's so. an
1: addiction there as well. I mean, the dopamine that you get from playing video games.
0: But this doesn't have to be a suicidal thing here. I know that it's reported this way. It is common for individuals to give things away leading up to doing something like that if they're aware that they're going to do it. But it also could it it also could mean something else. Like I look at this situation. I think Bryce is getting ready to get out of dodge that he's that he's getting ready to go maybe maybe i don't want to be on campus anymore maybe i maybe i need to get out of this place and go back home to mom and dad
1: okay see i took this in a whole different way because like you said it wasn't like he's just sitting around getting drunk off liquor and staring at the walls and taking these prescription pills this is all coinciding with staying up and playing video games I almost feel like this was like a peace offering to his roommate to say, Hey, here's my Xbox. Like not like I'm giving it to you forever, but like, here's my Xbox. You're gonna control this thing so it doesn't control my life. And I'm gonna get my I'm gonna get my act back together. That's the way I took it. It you know, kinda weird that he gives him
0: But the earrings. The earrings. Yeah.
1: But again, at this he's been up for a few days. He's probably been a little manic, so at that point, you're just like, whatever, man. Yeah, I'll take these. <sighs> Again, you're. it's like giving something to your brother. It stays in your house. You didn't really lose the item. Right. You know what I mean? It's not like he went and, and sold these items.
0: Well, and he gave it to Sean. And we know Sean called his mother, Karen, earlier. I don't know if he gave these items to Sean before the call or after the call. There's no timing on this. Had he given them to somebody else or had we not known this fact that Sean was so concerned about his buddy that he called Bryce's mom, my thought would go to, oh, he's he's taking pills. He's drinking a lot. He gave away the earrings in the Xbox and trade for more pills and alcohol or some type of drug, but. Sean, who's who's obviously concerned about his friend, receives these things. I get it with the Xbox. Get me off of this thing. I need to focus on school or I need to focus on this, that, or the other thing. The earrings, Uh, I don't know that that's taking away anything from his focus there. To me, looking back at it now, nine years later, it looks to me like this is some kind of, like you said, either peace offering or it is a sign that he is going to be doing something. Now, what that something is, you could speculate five or six different things here. But what we do know is that at some point later that day, Bryce decides to go to his girlfriend's house.
1: Where he gave her an Xbox and a set of earrings as well.
0: Right. He's just giving everything away. He's like Oprah. Well, in fact, that's not what happens. It's It's a different type of trip. Now, keep in mind, he's driving 90 minutes north, 90 miles approximately north of where he is, so even further away from mom and dad's house at this point. And while he's there, this is at his girlfriend Kim's apartment, he says that he's breaking up with her. Now, a lot of the reports state that he had texted her earlier that day. There was a text exchange where he had already broke up with her, and she, too, said the same thing that Bryce's mom would later say that she was completely surprised she she had no clue what what or why he would break up with her in fact in the text exchange he says something like well you you would be better off without me which would indicate that yes we are breaking up so she's so surprised that she has to text him back and say What does this mean? Are you breaking up with me? Right. So this text exchange happens at some point this day. And then later he is at her apartment. And while he's there at the apartment, he tells Kim, look, we're still breaking up. And he's not giving any real reasons why he wants to break up or why it's so sudden. Everything was, again, normal as far as Kim was concerned leading up to this day.
1: I have a lot of issues with this. Okay. For one no kid that lights up the room breaks up with his girlfriend through text message. That's not the way you do it. That's not the proper way you do it. Especially you've been in a relationship for such a long time. Okay. So you started that conversation you broke up on, on text. And so you go visitor. Well, now he's doing the right thing, but I don't think it's so strange that he's gone, that he's not giving any explanation because I've actually heard, some good advice from, from therapists and from mentors and other people that say, when you're ending a relationship, you don't need to give them reasons why. Because people will sit there and argue those reasons. And because, and then you see what I'm saying? It's like, well, because we don't see each other enough. Okay. Now we're, now we're arguing this reason, but this, this kid has already come to this conclusion that it's time for him to move on.
0: I just think at this point, I see a pattern here of decision-making that does not seem to be well thought out, well planned, not mapped out at all. I feel like that's why I said his, his behaviors to me and his actions to me seem very erratic, very impulsive. This appears to me to be a dude that thinks he needs to make some kind of change, but does not understand what that change needs to be.
1: Well, again, this is, back to the prescription pills, you're either going to be depressed or you're going to have some manic stage and it seems like he's in some kind of manic stage.
0: Kim would later say that Bryce got obviously frustrated with her for questioning him and why that he would be breaking up with her. She tells him, look, she's confused. It. She doesn't know why he would be breaking up with her. He's not giving her any uh, any reasons. Kim's words were that Bryce was acting erratic and and then at some point says to her that he wants to leave her apartment. Kim takes Bryce's car keys away and begs him to get some sleep before he leaves. So when this is all going down, Bryce then calls his mother and tells her about the situation that's going on. On the phone with Bryce, Karen, his mother, offers to fly in the next morning to see Bryce. He tells her not to go to the trouble. He wants to collect his thoughts, he says. And he says that he has a lot to talk to his mother about. She wants to fly in the next day because this is the second person to have concerns about Bryce. She's now been made aware about these concerns from his roommate, Sean, and his girlfriend or ex-girlfriend, however you want to look at it, Kim. So now she's concerned. Now, at some point on this conversation, this phone conversation, Karen, Bryce's mother, asked to speak with Kim. And she tells her, go ahead and give Bryce his keys back, which Kim does. Karen said that Bryce sounded fine to drive. And that's why she told Kim to give the keys back. At 1130 p.m. that night, Bryce left Kim's apartment.
1: Well and here's the difficult thing here is he can go back to his dorm, which is about ninety miles away, or he could try to trek home, which is at this point
0: eight and a half, nine hours away, roughly. I
1: mean that is that is a tough drive. He's
0: and it's been reported that he's not slept in days.
1: Or even if it's just slept minimal, that's it's a rough drive.
0: So if all of these times are correct, He leaves Kim's apartment around 1130 p.m. that night. And then now we are into the wee hours of August 29th, where at approximately 1 a.m. Bryce calls his mother again and she assumed that he would be calling from his apartment, which makes complete sense because that would be about the time it would take for him to get back to his apartment, his campus apartment. Phone records later showed that he called from a location that was about an hour's drive south of Rockland. So he was not calling from his apartment. Whatever they discussed on the phone did not include her knowing his location at the time of the call, right? Because she makes the assumption that he's calling from his apartment.
1: Well, and to be clear about this, this puts him about a hundred or so miles away from his girlfriend's apartment
0: yeah and the troubling thing here is they get off the phone and from my understanding captain she Karen his mother still believes that Bryce is at his apartment when that phone call takes place but the troubling thing here is the next morning between 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. Karen his mother finds out that the Toyota Highlander that Bryce was driving needed roadside assistance
1: So much more to get to in this case. Please join us back here in the garage tomorrow and make sure you tell a friend. And until then,
0: be good, be kind, and don't litter.